0: everybody welcome hello and welcome to the film room yes we have a special guest with us today it's beck poppins
1: it's me
2: yay we've we've been promising this cast since the last one and frankly we've kind of been putting it off a little bit because we knew what we were getting into we didn't look forward to it and it was worse than we expected i i got sucker punch like two months
0: ago I kept it in its wrapping. I never keep DVDs in their wrapping. It was just
1: looming over you, staring at you from the DVD shelf. Yes. Whispering, "Watch my underage legs run around uncovered and get bruised." <laughs> oh. oh,
2: man, oh, oh, we, we have such thoughts, y'all. But we're gonna balance that. That's not gonna be the only movie we're going to be discussing. We're also gonna be taking a look at the uh, Sasuka Twins, American Mary, which. It's a much better film. Oh, yeah. Much better film.
1: But in some ways, they are the same movie.
2: In some ways, they are. And that's why they make for such great discussion.
1: It's almost bizarrely closed. It is a rape and revenge film. It's a younger woman. It's its whole theme of nicknames and sex work and female friendship and how one just can't seem to get its act together at all, ever, for five whole seconds.
2: And one understands it completely and knows what it's doing and is actually a movie that leaves you with things to think about. Although that's not fair. Sucker Punch leaves you with a lot to think about. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Let me explain. I did not finish that sentence. There was a huge but coming. I'm sure. (laughs) Mostly in terms of how much this film got everything that it tried to do wrong. See, I told you there was a huge but coming. The other, the other question it leaves is, what am I doing with my life? That's a good one. There's a lot of existential questions this movie raises.
1: Also, the uh, plot doesn't make any sense. And if no. you really boil the plot down to cutting all the fantasy stuff out, it makes zero sense.
2: Oh, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um,
0: That's one of the things I think I said to Austin while I was watching, is, uh, you know, if you cut out the like, the bottom-level fantasy... Uh, this is the most, like, it is anyway, but this is the most boring movie ever made.
1: This but is... Cut out both. Cut out all the fantasy. Mm-hmm. All we see is a young girl, you taken advantage of, but new an Asylum, where in the few flashback clips we get of the real world, we see her privately talking to other people, to other adults, to the doctor, all where she can maybe, you know, have spoken up. Hey, I overheard one of your orderlies selling me out. I'm going to get semi-murdered.
0: Right. Yeah, and
1: She gets murdered
0: Supposedly she had like 5 days to do that
1: Yeah. It, uh.
2: This movie is if, if I had it to do again I don't know what I put on my worst of 2011 list But this would run that list So hard And this is hands down My pick for the worst theatrically released film Since 2010 Hands down And probably last 15 years Probably would fit that too I don't
1: know if I've seen worse in my life. I don't watch movies as much as you fellas, but...
2: Oh, I I don't know either, but this is just 24 hours out. I'm feeling like I want to restrain myself from too much hyperbole. But I think as time goes on, I'm definitely going to call this the worst theatrically released film I've ever seen. Because this is not a movie.
1: No. It's a whole bunch of rape fantasies and music videos and a couple Mm -hmm. of video game sequences taped together with sentence tape.
2: Yeah, that's all this is. Um... Yeah, we're not doing our usual, like, how we start off discussing this movie, because why should we? No. Just you know, rip in. Let it rip. Well,
1: Again, yeah, it's it's an older movie. Everyone who's had a chance to see it can't have, like, Oh, no, let me go in with my own opinions now. No. no. You know, everyone knows.
0: This is laden with spoilers.
2: Yeah. Just you know.
0: On both films, really.
2: Yeah. This movie is just... Ugh. Like, okay, I... Like, I, I did a little bit of live tweeting of it, and I actually, like, just bombarded him with messages about it yesterday as I was watching. Uh, doing a lot of time coding. I usually don't look at the clock during movies, but I looked at the clock hard on this one.
1: Because you're waiting for it to end.
2: <laughs> well, I have that too, obviously. But mostly because I knew that I was going to be able to draw some interesting data from it. Such as 18 minutes and 46 seconds. That's the first time that our quote-unquote protagonist speaks a single line.
1: Our nameless protagonist.
2: Our true. nameless protagonist.
1: And in that time period, we learn her stepfather's name, we know the orderly's name.
2: That's true. We know
1: a couple inmates' name. We
2: don't learn a single... Here's another detail. Within about three minutes, we have a shot of her in transparent shorts that make her panties visible. There's Ex-
1: not a shot of her in anything remotely... Uh, that, I stripping mean, the apron, that's kind of unflattering for five yeah. whole minutes.
2: Again, again, I had, uh, again, uh, that to make the point, that was the start. Yes. It didn't stop until the movie stopped. So these are not good statistics for a quote unquote real movie and not a uh, quote unquote. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what the internet version. I don't even want to think about it. Just just OK. That's just my point.
1: And in that first 18 minutes, we're also introduced to her never-moving, never-smudging makeup.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. we
1: false lashes. Yeah. And uh, it's not that I'm against him having, like, beauty makeup, but even when they zoom in on it, you close her face and you can see, like, the crayon marks of eyeliner.
2: Oh, I made the remark that it, that it had been slathered on with a trowel. I and mean, again,
1: I'm fine with that, but it's yeah. just, why? She's in an asylum. She.
2: Again, hold on to, the, to that thought because we're going to bring that up in the next film where it's okay.
1: That makeup isn't bulletproof for the next film. When something no. happens or she becomes damp, it runs as makeup is wont to do. Oh, yeah. Gee, it's,
2: it's almost as if the next film was, oh, I don't know, made by people who had experience with it.
1: Or thoughts. Or feelings.
2: Or, or thoughts, yes. Or yeah. I, or I just,
1: experience with eyeliner.
2: This just... Oh, can that first... Twenty minutes, you have so much wrong. I mean, the 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 cliche of the leering stepfather, who because this is a PG thirteen movie, uh, it, they kind of hold back a tiny bit on his intent, but it's one hundred percent clear what his intent is. Yeah, with the
1: PG uh, okay, thirteen, would either of you ever let a thirteen year old watch this? Not hell, a chance no. in hell. And not as like a, it's just a bad movie, but there, there's nothing no appropriate.
2: No, no, I would no. not – I don't think this movie should be viewed by anybody – well, I don't think it should be viewed by anybody, period. But even hypothetically, this shouldn't be viewed by anybody under 18. No. Agree. This – so no, not not at all do I think this deserves a PG-13. By contrast, Lost in Translation technically earned an R. I'd show that to a 12-year-old. I wouldn't blink about that.
1: I mean, that movie has weight, and I think a 12-year-old could probably figure out that weight. And yeah, yeah.
2: Just this be, movie has nothing. Just to be clear, Lost in Translation is one of my favorite films ever. So uh, that's, why I, that's why I cited it, because I wanted to remind myself, there's a good movie, there's a good movie, there's a good movie. <laughs> but Lost, yeah.
1: Speaking of good movies, that's another reason why I wanted you guys to watch American Mary, because it's technically not a good movie. It is exploitative. It gets weird. It gets silly. Yeah. It's done on a dime. So I didn't see if they maybe even kind of like had a chance of being equal quality levels it just shows how much more they're able to do with so little in one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's essentially
1: well, the thing, same year as Sucker Punch.
2: Yes, you, you are correct on that. And mm. the thing about it is, it's a good exploitation movie, is I think the way that I would put it. On the bar of an exploitation film, it's, it's excellent.
1: Yeah, uh, super fun.
2: It's, uh, you know, uh, this, okay, this movie, I'm, I, don't, I don't have the budget in
0: front of me. I have the Sucker Punch Wikipedia up. I can tell you that the budget is $82
2: million. Eighty-two million. Okay, I think that's,
1: they spent half of that on false eyelashes.
2: I think so too. <laughs> this is a reminder, by the way, that Pan's Labyrinth was about a third of that, uh, maybe a fourth.
1: I'm not sure of the cost of American Mary, but I do know that the directors mortgaged their homes in order to pay for the movie.
2: Ooh, wow, wow, that's dedication.
1: Not eighty million.
2: I, I I would say that was a worthy investment myself. And you got uh, their cash back. Mm-hmm. I I know that it was financially. I just at least artistically. I thought, I, you know, I I don't know this. Yeah, eighty two million, and I have to believe that that's one of those studio fudged numbers, because given how much intensive the special effects were, I have to believe that's probably the studio wanting to make it look like they didn't lose as much money on this movie as they actually did, because I know that it didn't perform that well.
0: Okay, American Mary cost twenty five hundred to make. That's amazing. Are you 2,500 or 25,000? No, no. If I'm reading this right, it's a $2,500 budget. Wow. Cause it, and I honest. know there
1: was no C and G used in it at all. Oh, right. I, I,
2: yeah. I knew that. you got
1: to save a lot. On cost.
2: Well, then every single penny and I would have See, I would have put the budget at much higher myself just cause it right. looks so good. Oh man. That, that is, that's such a good looking movie, man. This movie looks like absolute crap. I mean, that's the, that's the thing you've, you spent quote unquote 82 million. I'll give them that number, but it looks, that's part of the thing about this movie is it looks so unreal and so fake from the word go. It, it looks terrible. You're, you're never allowed to sink into the quote unquote real reality of the movie because there is none of course
1: there's no rules, there's no grounding, we don't know when it's taking place, there's no dirt. I feel like this half the CG budget was just following baby doll around and just photoshopping any shadow or line mm-hmm. on face or any emotions also photoshopped away.
0: I think when I when I was watching this I described it as uh Zack Snyder saw Inception and said I want that but
2: worse. Mhm.
1: Well, I know he claimed that it was Lightly inspired by Alice in Wonderland, which I don't see at all.
2: I don't see a trace of that.
1: Beyond blonde girl.
0: The only telltale sign is that he included uh, White
2: Rabbit on the soundtrack. Which and made me... the
1: garbage s- movie includes White Rabbit on the soundtrack.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it made me scream because it was so obvious. The music choices in this movie were so superhumanly obvious that it, it just it drove me nuts. The
0: whole... The whole film is one giant wink.
2: Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate I, that. I, I do, too. Um, like, okay, you mentioned Inception. Let, let, let's let get back to that in terms of the idea of rules, because Inception laid them out clearly. Mm-hmm. It definitely had some holes in them, don't get me wrong, but it at least took the time to say, okay, here are some basic, bare minimum ground rules we're going to give you. And, oh, God, that movie had...
0: Like, it's levels, one-to-one analogs with the level above. This had none, like, besides the basic mission, like, we have to get fire, or we have to get a knife. There was no, like, one-to-one comparison with what was going on in the level above it.
1: Oh, some contradict, like, at the end. Yeah. We're informed that, oh, this girl's a real spitfire, she helped it and made escape. But right. that doesn't match the fantasy because that wouldn't have happened unless you were counting three seconds ago when supposedly this girl made a break for it. Yeah, right. So it doesn't make any sense at all. No,
2: oh no. And just no. even
1: follow the rules of most fantasy, like some of the most basic rules of fantasy. If someone is having a fantasy, they should be present in said fantasy and not dreaming about what other people might be saying in another scene. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's. So
1: they're not there.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's no way that any that a lot of this could have been known, but. It doesn't matter. It looks cool. And, you know, this movie, of course, adheres to the idea of it's like a video game in that it's you're going through these levels to achieve these missions. And all that did was make me think of another movie that also used video game uh, ideas, the idea of repeating and restarting and learning levels. That made me think of Edge of Tomorrow. And then I got angry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this doesn't even follow video game rules. We oh, don't no, it doesn't it at all. Better. As the fantasies continue, like we don't see them quote unquote level up, we don't see any learning. No, nope. it's just sudden breaks for snowy monsters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: snowy foreign monsters.
0: Yeah, I think one of my other comments was, uh, Man, this
2: cutscene will never end. No, it- <sighs> <laughs> and really, the-, the CGI, frankly, was cutscene level. Yeah,
1: it was, flat. it was very lifeless, gray, flat. A lot of thrown at it very big and very flat
2: yeah but it just it it wasn't impressive because oh, it was so ugly i mean the the color palettes um so much colors of uh well frankly feces and vomit that's <laughs> that's kind that's really kind of the color palettes that were used in this movie
1: a little a little gross a little nasty mm-hmm.
2: yes but think about the movie we're discussing and uh keep in mind that I could have been even more graphic if I'd chosen.
1: Which is one of the reasons why I'm kind of surprised the one single scene I was kind of okay with mm-hmm. was one that was cut from the theatrical was where all the color was.
0: Oh no. The explanation
1: of all the rules. Really? The dance sequence that is cut and actually you see parts of it over the credits in the theatrical where the crazy blue guy is singing mm. is uh, we see how the club works we are introduced to the dancers actually dancing. Maybe it all doesn't dance. We never see that trauma, but we see everyone else do such. And there's color and music that makes sense. And a good forty million spent right there, right in that scene. Oh and my god! In fact, I would say you could even watch that on YouTube and not feel like you want to scrub your eyeballs completely out of your face.
2: Yeah. Well, I I know that scene had a little bit of. Um... Uh, Oscar Isaac, I know he had some stuff to do in, uh, that sequence just a bit, uh, as horribly written as his character was, I was like, you know, at least he's vaguely intimidating in this movie.
1: He's kind of the star.
2: He is. But the problem is, okay, he's impressive in this. He's also impressive in Drive. Why am I not watching Drive instead?
1: I think we feel that a lot with this movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because I love Drive. I've seen it several times, and he's awesome in that in, uh, a smaller part, but it's, oh, it's just, oh, I keep, I kept thinking of better movies while watching this. That's what it comes down to is with really bad movies like this that aren't oddities like A Talking Cat, I'm always thinking of better movies. Right? It doesn't
1: have the decency to be A Talking Cat Bad.
2: No, it doesn't. It never gives you a
1: moment of like, that's goddamn ridiculous. It's like, mm-hmm. like, time of time of like, oh, no, I don't want to, no.
2: <laughs> it, it doesn't it it, it doesn't it it, it 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 just it drags you through this ugliness and this this bile and i mean as i said like okay here's a prime example of when i was thinking about a better movie when jenna uh, malone was first introduced yeah immediately i thought of her work in uh catching fire and it was like yeah she was incredible in that i i I have a theory that she's one of those actresses, I've never liked her very much when she's doing kind of muted, restrained characters, but I absolutely love her when she is just on fire, crackling, just a firebrand. She brings that performance so well. I
1: oh, this movie because there's nothing written for her other than bad foreshadowing lines. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Like, for about five seconds, I was like, oh, maybe that'll be a saving. Oh, nope, that's right, it's this movie. <laughs>
1: They don't even let her steal real chocolate. She has to steal baking chocolate. (laughs) The saddest of all chocolates. Wow,
2: that's such a perfect allegory for this movie.
1: (laughs) I don't know what she's going to do with that, but bless her heart. She got raped for it, so whatever. I
2: mean, and really, that's what's, I mean, looking at this whole cast, there are a lot of actors in this movie that I actually quite like. Um, Scott Glenn, what are you doing here? trying that's the sad part i kind of felt like he was trying
0: he delivers probably the worst line in the movie and i know that it's actually a saying
1: i know what you're gonna say yeah remember
0: don't ever write a check with your mouth
1: that your ass can't cash
0: that's right
1: Uh. uh,
0: (sighs) it felt so out of place it was like that's awfully graphic especially for this Yeah.
2: yeah
1: movie it makes sense and we're yeah. constantly seeing but no no, no it isn't. not we're talking about sex workers forced sex workers and yeah raped Do we never know the age Did
2: we don't yeah they
1: constantly sell adult women as five-year-olds
2: you know what it this could like be baby doll this is gonna be my chance to really go off on the thing that i hated the absolute most about this movie and it's amazing that i can whittle down what i hated the most but this just runs away with it. Children? Yeah, that uh that element, the way that the movie played up the sexy baby image. That absolutely nauseated me and made me feel horrible for having sat through this. Ugh. I hate that image so much. It's not sexy. It is there is nothing even remotely sexy about that concept and I don't know why the media. Well, it's, I know why. I That's that's the subject for half of our casts, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just. It's disgusting. It's despicable. It makes me feel like a bad person when I'm experiencing it. And it's not sexy. That's my point.
1: And even worse, it's never portrayed as a costume.
2: Even mm-hmm. in her
1: fantasies, this is something that they just portray as pretty much her only character trait is that she wears like cutesy-bootsy little outfits and people call her baby doll. That is the extent of her character.
2: Right. It's wrong. And you're right. That's all her character is, is sexy baby in pigtails and showing her panties. And I'm sorry, if, if you're turned on by this, I'm genuinely unnerved by you. That's what it comes down to.
1: And again, it contradicts the whole fantasy element. If someone is feeling again, taken advantage of and abused. She could fantasize anything. She could be fighting in a full armor suit like we see for five seconds. She could be fighting in a ball gown. She could be fighting dressed like a big daddy. She just is in Seven Moons costume, and it's really Mm off-putting.
2: That's because somebody who understood the fantasies of women would have written it that way. Someone who really and truly wanted to make a film about that idea would have really played with that and would... Have played that up, but we're not watching that. We're watching a masturbatory fantasy,
1: which is why again I wanted us to watch American Mary. I think the opposite being, but <laughs> she dresses the most sexy. It is a direct affront to both an right. attacker and the viewer of like, look at me now, mofo. I will take you off. I will fight you. I
2: noticed. I noted this last night that that movie really does not let the male gaze get away with a damn thing, oh. and it do, no. and it shouldn't. And that was actually. See, if the thing that I hated the most about Sucker Punch was the way that it dealt with the most disgusting parts of the uh, male gaze and of fantasies and just that whole sickeningness, the thing that I admired the most about American Mary was the way that it really and truly did not let you off the hook one bit. Sometimes with a literal hook. <laughs> yeah,
1: sometimes a little. hook. closer to the plot. Like, they actually used fantasy so strong in that movie. Yes! Yeah. And again, they're tethered to the real world. They make sense in his head. They're foreshadowing. They're warning. And they make Mm -hmm. sense. And they match. And again, they do. Oh, how they they tear asunder any of Billy's and the male gaze's viewer.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think he has two. One, like, where... Beatrice. Beatrice, thank you. Yeah, where Beatrice is dancing on stage and he's fantasizing her, and it's a pretty long sequence, but it ends with like her basically dumping like red blood like goop all over herself.
1: Yeah, it's slowly. She picks up a beard, which is the old stripper trick of now I'm gonna be wet. It's like surprise, it's it's blood, it's goop. Exactly. And it only gets worse in the next fantasy. Yes
0: yeah. it does. Lap dance, and then scalpel! Hey! <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah, this poor, it makes sense, this poor idiot thinks he's in love, but his common sense, his subconscious knows that she likes murdering a little too much. Right. <laughs> That's not good.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I am i hate to do that writer thing, but I'm currently doing some writing where I'm writing uh, dream sequences are a key part of it. And uh, let's just say I'm taking a lot more notes from American Mary than I am from Sucker Punch. That's the long and short of it.
1: You should take no notes from Sucker Punch. You should go no. to a doctor and be lobotomized so you can forget that you watched Sucker
2: Punch. I'm down for that <laughs> oh, idea, but um, a lot of what not to, I, I took some what not to do notes. Have John Ham do it. You know it. It really made me mad when Ham, because I know that there's that he has more to do in the extended cut. In the theatrical cut, he's just a cameo, and it really It was like, but but but.
1: Can I tell you the tale of John Hamm in the extended cut?
2: Do it. Please do.
1: Okay. In the extended cut, he plays the high roller referred to in Dream Sequence. So at the end of the movie, after Baby Doll is shot in the sexy fantasy sequence, uh, she is rushed into the club where she's apparently fine. And she's undressed by two women who are apparently like weird, matchingly dressed sex slaves to John Hamm that has a long, what feels like a hundred hour monologue, but how it's not rape if you just give yourself up to me. Oh God. And let's have some truthful sex. And then they feel each other up, which feels horrible and awful. And as one of them orgasms, who knows from the noises, that is when she's
2: lobotomized. Oh God. I'm glad that I'm not sitting in a position where I could have actually punched the wall because I kind of want to. Let me, let me highlight that.
0: With the thing I read last night on Wikipedia about the PG-13 rating.
1: Well, I know the story. You don't even have to look it up. One of the things they dug their heels on was that scene. And he claimed they just cut out the scene. Because if they whittled, whittled it down, it looked like she did not want to have sex. Right. But, watching the scene, the literally the entire monologue is John Hamm convincing her that it's not rape if you just let me do it. Which is...
2: Super
1: essentially, egg and rape. So, how did you ever edit that one down, friend?
2: I it's I, I am so eternally grateful for the fact now that I did not watch that cut, because I probably would have been... I was having a rough day yesterday. Um, I just... I often do. Um, that's just how I do. I probably would have had trouble functioning yesterday if I'd watched that. That would have made me so angry.
1: I will say, to John Hans credit, he did act his balls off. See.
2: yes but he's giving but, his
1: tar commercial finest
2: but here's <laughs> the thing but here's the thing about ham he always does i i don't expect him not to um and, this is a
1: pretty garbage movie he could have phoned it in and i don't think we would have held it against him
2: yeah <laughs> uh, of course now that's making me think of his work on uh, the unbreakable kimmy schmidt oh yeah and, and i would prefer to think about that instead
1: again we can't escape this movie this movie's all consuming
2: I know, yeah. I know.
1: He's coming to lobotomize us to free us from this nightmare.
2: I know, but now that makes me want to, like, go back and watch some of his scenes on that show because he is so very good in it. And it's a good show, and I just would rather be thinking about things that make me happy. <laughs> because, no, no, yeah. Think
1: about him on a TV show, think about him on 30 Rock, where he's also a handsome doctor.
2: That would, ooh, even better. <laughs> even But the thing about it is, he's sleazy in uh, Schmidt, so, you know... It either way works. Either way works. Uh oh yeah, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather think about him on Thirty Rock. I would rather just anything but
1: You'd rather anything. picture him pooping, and having a bad poop
2: in that <laughs> I'd rather look up that tumbler of uh his uh not wearing underwear than what than think about this scene. That's a real I mean, tumbler, but for
1: John Ham's penis alone. Oh my God. He Doesn't want people looking at that. <laughs>
0: Things I did not know existed until
2: now. Oh yeah, it exists. It totally exists. I
1: know, in an interview he says don't look at it, so don't look at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I will respect the man.
1: <laughs> we have American Mary if you want to look at wing-wings. Yeah.
2: Never have to look at them here. My, that was, my, that was a scene that uh, if you were a male, you just made you absolutely... Um...
0: Yeah, I, I cannot like get that. It's like a one-second image. I can't get it out of my head for the life of me. Yeah, no.
1: that movie, you deserve. It wants to stress the point.
0: Yeah, and I love that um, that one second was punched up by the score. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a like a straight horror movie.
2: Do You know what I'd really like to have done next, Mary? Yeah. The score and,
1: in American Mary is so much better on such a tiny budget compared to that of Sucker Punch.
2: Well, yes. they actually did something interesting with it. The way that they used the three versions of Ave Maria throughout the film. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Conveying her getting better and better at her surgery that was that was something that somebody put some thought into as opposed to it's a trippy movie. Let's throw in a cover of where is my mind at
1: or over a woman being dragged into asylum over being threatened to be raped. else this place we dreams are made of these, which is very sexually ambiguous oh,
2: <laughs> the, by the way, feel extra creepy let's talk about the soundtrack for this film, <laughs> yeah, let's do that, but I want to point out something that makes that uh, whole thing uh that whole cover even creepier is keep in mind whose voice that is that you're actually hearing on the soundtrack cool. that is the that's the first and for the first 18 minutes only time we hear emily browning's voice oh
1: i know and they it's dropped my- off at the lennox house please. get it <laughs> Dude, they couldn't hit that one harder with the big rape hammer
0: <sighs> so, I first started, like, at, at first it was mildly annoying, all the wink-wink soundtrack stuff. Uh, where it really started to piss me off was when, was first the Queen remix thing. Uh, I wanted all slash,
2: um, we will rock you. Slash
1: garbage. We will slash. rock
2: you, yeah. No, no, Queen is awesome. Queen is eternally Queen awesome.
1: Is fine. <laughs> Sucker Punch remix mashup.
2: was, was horrifying. Yeah. yeah it, and where it really started to, uh, when I heard
0: the uh, the opening riff for, what is it, Tomorrow Never Knows? Oh. Your mind, relax, close and I'm just like, no, 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 you cannot do this to me. You cannot do this to
2: the Beatles. No, fuck you. It's
1: <sighs> money they just threw at the garbage soundtrack.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with soundtrack choices Great soundtrack choices Are when you don't go for the obvious
1: Or that this felt, again, like an, This felt like an abuse of money Like, I can get by the Beatles I can buy a Beatles song, that's fine, I'm gonna do it
2: Yeah, yeah I'm exactly
1: I'm song, I'm gonna buy a Sweet Dooms <laughs> I'm gonna buy these, I'm gonna buy this one We'll make a match by making terrible covers of them
2: It'll Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah, the money that they Spent on this movie was completely No,
1: it's just a pile of money, you're right
2: it was it was a pile of money. Really, when you get right down to it, the cast was a great example of a pile of money. Although they had, there's an interesting story. If you look at the uh, who dropped out of this movie oh, continuously,
1: so people escaped. So many people <laughs>
2: escaped. Uh, let's see, Amanda Seyfried was almost uh, trapped as a baby doll. And, and
1: you notice they did not change the makeup costuming or hair color for that actress.
2: Oh, no, no, no. She was... <laughs> no, I could completely tell who they'd originally cast. The But, okay, but Seifried got really lucky in that she was able to find an out in her contract in that... Um, let's see, what was it? Oh, oh, she had uh, TV work that she had to do. And it was like, see, technically I don't have to do this. So, bye. Let's see. I know um, Emma Stone they wanted for Jamie Chung's part. And... Stone, I'm suspecting, probably flat out told them hell no. Let's see, um, they wanted, I'm just going down the list, um, Evan Rachel Wood for Jenna Malone's part. And, again, Wood found a way to get around it. I mean, this was a movie that nobody wanted to make when you get right down to it.
1: Oh, I like that they say Angelina Jolie was considered for the role of Doctor, which means she just laughed probably in <laughs> on the phone.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was no way in hell Jolie was going anywhere near this project. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like I've done a movie in a uh, set in asylum, um, I've got the uh, Oscar to prove it.
1: She doesn't need to be slumming; she's too busy slumming with Disney at least making decent money.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and at least there she could do some decent work in a film that again I didn't think too much of, but at least she was really good in it. Yeah, that
1: was that was again I think almost. Uh, Again, beautiful garbage. You can watch that. You don't feel like you need to go scrub your eyeballs.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. By contrast, I'd watch Maleficent any day over this. Yeah.
1: Well, and also, uh, almost was a baby doll. Was that Mia Wachowska?
2: Wachowska, yeah.
1: Wachowska, you got a better pronunciation than I do. And she was thankfully off doing that other molesty movie, Stoker. Again, but crazy I... and molesty, but at least decent.
2: Yeah, but at least, at least with Stoker, you were supposed to feel uncomfortable. You were. Yeah. supposed to feel like you wanted to scour your skin um that's a that's a really good script too i haven't seen the film yet but it was a really solid script
1: oh no it was bonkers it was good like bonkers
2: good good that was the script so uh that tells me that it was executed right um i just yeah thankfully she was off doing that because i mean here's the thing i feel genuinely i felt bad for emily browning watching this movie because she was just so taken advantage of by the film i was so relieved to see her next movie is that uh the tom hardy project based on the uh, story of the uh, cray twins
1: i think Uh, she may have been someone who's like oh i really i really want to be in a sexy movie because she did yeah beauty also
2: which i have yet to see and feel
1: i have a hard time with that one that one i think it's a similar
2: similar yeah
1: of oh, i feel gross i feel
2: I feel uh, Amanda watched it and told me not to. As it stands, I, I, I look at her resume, and about the only credit that she's done that I can really say anything too nice about, and I think this is sad because I don't, because uh, she was actually good in this. this, was a series of unfortunate events. Not a great movie, but she was decent in it. I can
1: hopefully but, she'll do better. I just think she's kind of in that a ghetto of I was a child actor, I'm going to be a grown up now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She makes-
1: creepier that she did suck her
2: punch. Honestly, in a weird way, she looked younger in this movie than she did in a series of unfortunate events somehow. I don't know how...
1: It's because they shot her since so again, They made her so pale. They made her so yeah, yeah They gave her the pigtail. She's literally wearing a sailor suit.
2: Exactly. And, and makes
1: it's every other woman to look 100, by the way. She's <laughs> like 40.
2: And by contrast, in a series of unfortunate events, she was playing a character who was capable and who was had some strength and wasn't an object And I'm just I'm, I keep wanting to cry as I think about this movie I'm sorry This just, this movie was everything I dreaded And I don't Which really is scary because we put this cast off For so long because we were dreading it
0: <laughs> Yeah But I just I mean I don't know I, Like going in I really tried to Put aside the uh, Like I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt I
2: really tried like, I try not to go in with... Uh,
1: Hi, sweet summer child.
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I'll openly admit it. I didn't give the... because I knew too much about this movie. Yeah. I knew that there was, I knew there was no way that I was going to be able to.
0: Yeah, I mean, put, putting aside some of the really, really horrible attempted, attempt at feminism, uh, it's just a bad movie.
2: It's terrible. It's terrible on every level.
1: I truly do not understand the sales point when they say, oh, this is a feminist movie, or fans <laughs> of the movie who say this is a feminist movie. I'm like, where?
2: <laughs> where? where did they hide it? Where? Well, it's, it, it's one of those things, because if it was trying to be a commentary on this stuff, when did you comment? When did you say anything? When did you make a single point that resembled any commentary?
0: Um, There's a half-assed moment right before, like, when it slips into the, into the horror house Fantasy Where she, like, takes the wig off and it's like...
1: This is a joke, right? (sighs) Don't you get the point of this? It's to turn people on. I get the sexy little schoolgirl. I even get the helpless mental patient, right? That can be hot. But what is this? Lobotomized vegetable?
0: Are you trying to make a half ass attempt at commentary? What? Yeah.
1: I felt like they're making a half ass attempt at relating the two realities and they might have right. accidented on um, something.
2: Right. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I'm sorry there. As I said, I, I mentioned earlier, um,
1: it also cut scene, that whole scene for going, we need something that's more a uh, commercial, something that's a little bit stronger. The actual dance sequence. They show sweet pea dancing later. is her being burned at the stake as a witch.
2: Oh my God. That sound that you just heard was me, uh, knocking on a piece of wood to release a little bit of anger. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, is that,
1: that a witch with, like, glitter flames, and then they saw, like, they put her on wires and carry her up to heaven as, like, a dead angel
2: baby. I, I'm oh amazed. I'm amazed. I thought this movie uh, couldn't have sunk any lower. I discovered I was wrong.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I saw that there's, uh,
0: am I right on this? The unrated cut has an extra 18 minutes.
1: It's all the dance sequence. The dance sequence, I think, goes on for 100 minutes, and then the other half of the 100 minutes is John Hamm. Waxing poetic about his dick. <laughs> that lists literally the two parts that are cut from the film. Those are the eighteen minutes.
2: While waxing I, his dick. I want to uh then I, <laughs> then I want to thank the Central Arkansas Library System for only having the uh rated edition. Um I just I want to point this out. Um I, I mentioned earlier, um I'm a big fan of Adam Warren's Empowered, which also tries to comment on some of this stuff. It tries to comment on the woman in peril tropes. It tries to comment on the, you know, the sexy exposure. And it doesn't always do it very successfully, frankly. It does it much better as it goes on. But by God, I believe he was trying. I believe he's trying. And he winds up creating characters that I like so much and that I care about so much. that He winds up getting a lot more success than this just by trying, just by giving an effort.
1: Well, if... saying that Baby Doll is a character, I think, is an overstatement.
2: <laughs> uh, that was the point that I made by pointing out that I liked the characters, because that's the point. There are no characters, there are cardboard cutouts in this movie.
1: I would say maybe there's 2% of a character in Sweetie, maybe a whole 10% in Blue, and that's it. Yeah. There's no other characters in the movie.
0: Everybody else. Nobody has a name, nobody has
1: no. a
2: real name.
1: Again, except for the stepdad or blue. Blue's name, I think, is te- blue. Uh, something stupid. It's like blue junior or
2: blue. Technically speaking, it's we blue do Jones. get the doctor. Blue
1: Jones. It's Blue Jones. Yes, Blue yeah. Jones.
2: We do get the doctor's name, technically.
1: We, do relax. Uh, it's Dr. we I know her last. Doctor Gorski.
2: We know if.
1: Name is M Russo. I think.
2: If you look uh, at the uh, if you look at the scene with the uh, form, we do get her first name too. So. Oh. In more attention than i did i had to i i, I decided that if i was going to scour this film i was going to scour it fairly and pick up every detail i could to use against it
0: by the way at the end uh speaking of that end scene when john Hammett and dr gorski are t- like discussing uh who authorized her in lobotomy she's like oh yeah i didn't want to do it either but it's like don't you aren't you doesn't everything go through you what are you saying Oh, you're so fired! <laughs> Didn't you read? Yeah, exactly.
1: And again, she waltzes in like she expected.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So wouldn't she be like, you know, that's pretty weird. No one talked to me.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's but yes, exactly. And I just. Uh...
1: And again, we see in the opening what ten minutes that she has. Obviously, that there's some private therapy between her and Baby Doll, where mm-hmm. Baby Doll's crying, so she's obviously talking about something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing, Clay. <laughs>
2: I, I I mean seriously, uh, when if this movie took place in anything resembling an objective reality, and let's face it, it couldn't possibly less. Middle Earth had more reality than this, people. Way more reality. Also,
1: can I just ask you guys something? At the end, when they show like little clips of like the ward that's burnt down, and some like the things that apparently actually happened, did you kind of want to see that movie? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I, I think that'd be I, a better I, movie. <laughs> honestly, if if there had been any interest in like say actually doing say a gritty film about you know because here's the thing you could make an interesting film about the subject of the way that women were imprisoned in the 1950s um Mm -hmm. you know and there are some fascinating stories throughout history i've read a number of them yeah i would have rather seen the quote-unquote real film but i told albert this yesterday i don't think snyder had even one tenth of an interest in showing that "quote unquote" real reality. I don't think he had any interest in it. Oh
1: no! And again, I'm not even against the idea that her escape might be some kind of like boxcar child whorehouse fantasy, because again, there could be some misguided ounce of glamour that someone could imagine.
2: Okay, that's a good way of putting it's it. It's
1: used ex- only solely as costumes.
2: Mm-hmm, Exactly,
1: yeah. and except for the cutscene, we never actually see anyone doing anything kind of like sex slavery, mm-hmm. right? It's horrible, but again, we have no concept of why this is a fantasy. It's not; it doesn't seem that different other than the costumes.
2: There's the critical moment with the cook, where <laughs> literally the only reason that that scene seems to be taking place in the quote unquote fantasy is because it gives Baby Doll an excuse to be in the lingerie. It's
0: it's like when when they execute that part of the plan, it's like oh yeah, they they bar all the doors, they get the radio, they sit the cook down, and he's like, what is this? You're gonna want to see this. It's like, okay, do you think he's that stupid? Like this is not this is your plan? Like really? Wouldn't it just be
1: easier to like steal the key first and then go steal the knife out of the kitchen after hours?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Or steal the key first and go get the map and the knife all in one go.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Or break a light bulb for fire. There's so many problems with this
2: movie. There are so many problems with this movie. This movie is just... I just... I don't know. I sat there watching this movie just trying. When it was done... Al can tell you, I was utterly incoherent when I was discussing it yesterday. Because it is incoherent, admittedly. But, like, I just... I had such rage. I, I had such rage towards this movie.
1: Even more than the sexuality... The violence against women is so casual.
2: Yeah, it really is.
1: Yeah, like... We have characters who are murdered, who we've gotten to know even very shallowly, obviously, but.
2: But it's done and bang bang. The... That
0: that scene especially was it, is it Jim Malone that gets stabbed?
1: Jim Malone gets stabbed. Vanessa Hutchison gets shot in the head. Yeah. And uh, what's her class? Jamie Chung. She gets also shot in the head.
2: Yeah. And it's it's off screen almost the way that it's done. It's bang bang, and then the movie moves on. And they don't. I don't even know if they even get referenced more than once or twice after that. Yeah.
1: No one cares about them. They're dead now. We don't yeah, even know if they're real. Did we ever even see them in the reality?
2: Yes, uh, you do. I don't
1: r- saw Sweet Pea in the reality.
2: I but- think if you look carefully, you can see them as extras. But you have to be looking carefully, and you're right. Though I have seen the interpretation that the fantasies really probably didn't reflect even. I don't. You know what? I don't care. That's the thing.
1: You can't I, have it in the middle if the fantasies don't reflect the reality to make them fantasies. They're not fantasies. They're just shadier versions of reality.
0: Right. They're bad dreams. I I got kind of pissed off when it was revealed at the end, uh, like after after lobotomy. It's like, oh, yeah, this was a firecracker. This one, she helped an inmate escape, and it's like, what? All that really happened? Really? Really. Come on, show me that. Why? Yeah, Why?
2: I
1: wanted to see how she broke the down. I wanted to see her stab the real orderly. I wanted... Mm-hmm.
2: Yes! That
1: seems yeah. like a better movie!
2: It would yeah. be a much better movie. It would be suspenseful. It would be scary, because there would be genuine stakes and a genuine sense that something was at risk. Um, mm-hmm. But when you get right down to it, because there are no stakes because there is no risk i mean you know and uh, let me make and a point about the seen,
1: wait, says. we never see her being a spitfire all of the reality we see and pretty much all of the fantasy we see she's the most passive character on film history
2: mm-hmm. which again no wonder cifrey dropped out uh that's not that's not the kind of part she's very good at playing anyway
0: yeah uh
2: cuz uh, i i've seen her in a number of films where i've really enjoyed her doing just the opposite showing some Doing anything? <laughs> yes, doing anything.
0: Yes. Uh, and that especially ties into the whole, oh, well, this this wasn't... this All along, this was not a story about me. It's like, bull fucking shit.
1: It's your fantasy. It has to be a story about you.
2: Right. And, and the idea that... And okay, at the end, when Sweet Pea escapes, are we really supposed to be cheering this on? We can't be certain she didn't do something horrible. Because the movie gives us so little information... We can't be certain that she's not potentially somebody who's dangerous who's been released. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to choose to believe that because that's horrible. It's even worse. (laughs) It's even worse. But I mean, that's, and I hate to say that, but that is a a reality. I've I've known people who were institutionalized and, and even in the world, even in a world like this, at least statistically, one or two of them probably did have to belong there, even in the most twist, like even in history, even in the most... Twisted Bedlam Houses. At least a couple of them belonged there. We can't be certain. (sighs) I know. It's
1: exhausting. Can we talk about American Mary and how awesome it is?
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm done. Let's talk about
1: some of the good things that happened that are similar to the shitty movie, but good?
2: Yes, please. Let's do it. I'm done. I salt the earth.
1: All right. My favorite thing, again, one of the worst things about the rape and revenge genre that Sucker Punch involves is it starts off with the rape, it ends with the end of getting revenge, or you die, one or the other. Right. You only have two options. Where in American Mary, it kind of turns it on its head, and...
0: It happens quick.
1: That's over 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> right? Oh, yeah.
1: That is snappy. That doesn't torture you with that one. Her right. life doesn't become centralized as this one horrific inc- incident. It is part of her becoming this Bloody Mary figure instead of the entire catalyst for her existence. And that's wonderful.
2: It is. It, it is. And the thing about that movie is it also doesn't, if you're watching carefully, it doesn't spring the rape on you.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the moment she gets invited to the party, I think that's when the countdown starts.
2: Yeah. Oh, t- To me, honestly, it was it was ticking in my head with that first conversation between yeah. the two of them because, because he gave off such a vibe that I was like, this character is going to be a victim. He's gonna do something awful. I know it's coming, and you're right. As soon as the party invitation was given, it was like, "Yep, the clock is ticking and ticking hard." Mm-hmm. But it's and... still
1: just to be shocking. I know, like the reveal of the other woman in the room. Yeah, yeah. it's Jennifer. Like that is terrifying. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's it is terrifying. That
1: focus. It's quiet. They don't shove it in your face. But like, oh no, no 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 no.
0: I think you saw my reaction on Twitter live on that one. I did. Yeah.
2: It was like, oh, this is not, oh, oh, yes, this is. Shit. And it, you're right. It's not done, like, the music, like, one thing the things I noticed is there's no music in the scene. Nope. There's no over, it's the angles. Beyond the,
0: the thumping of the bass and the, mm-hmm. uh, at the party, the diegetic sound. Yeah.
2: It doesn't feel overly sensationalized is what I'm trying to say.
1: And while we never see... Mary is never revealed. It's never sexualized. The rape they do show is disgusting.
2: It, it is, is nauseating. It's
1: not it, rape, but it act for act, shot for shot, it is visually disgusting. It mm-hmm. is.
2: And I, I feel like that's something that so many movies, when they're trying to depict these scenes, don't understand, which is that... I mean, it's because of works like this that I am bound and determined. I have set a rule in my works. I will never depict an attempted rape scene. I will sure as hell never depict a rape scene. I refuse to ever go there because I see scenes like this and I'm like, I, I can't write that. And but, I respect
1: that, but I say on the opposite end, if it's going to be talked about, it has to be talked about in this
2: way. That's That was the other point that I was going to make, which is that I don't feel like I could talk about it right, but the way that they did it, all the more power to them. This is how it should, this is how it should be handled.
1: Just the thing in the mouth.
2: Ugh. Oh. Exactly. Oh god. Oh. No. And think and think about how many movies use that as a sexual image. And it's not it's disgusting.
1: And the shot is slow and it's horrible and it's <sighs> painful.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I could I could barely look at the screen on that one.
1: And again, if you're going to shoot her but so rarely it's it's always almost in every movie if there has to be one there's some like tragic beauty to it, quote unquote.
0: No, no, Forcing
1: Ooh. some kind of like, like, it's something that you can kind of force yourself to watch. This is not that.
2: Yeah, the this lighting feeling
1: as dark and as horrible as possible.
2: Well, the thing I noticed was that the lighting was so flat and casual. This is you a know,
1: bad VHS movie. This is horrible. It's, oh, yeah, is real too gross.
2: Yeah, it is because I think another movie would have tried to go. For, you know, a worse movie would have done artistic lighting. But this, it's as banal as if two people were sitting around watching television.
1: It's a lamp. It's a crappy Target lamp.
2: Mm-hmm. And, oh, it just, it, you, you feel. Um, also, the movie hand, the way the movie handles the uh, strip club, it doesn't feel like an appealing place to be, frankly. No,
1: It doesn't, but when they do some artful choices, like I love when I think it's Mary and Billy talking at the bar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Beatrice is dancing the bag. is out of focus until they need to point her out. And she's like, hi! And they bring her into focus.
2: Then oh, that was a... Exactly. Just, yeah, that was really well done. I, I'm not saying every shot in the, but I'm just saying, like, the club itself wasn't some ridiculously over-glamorized... It wasn't
1: opulent. It wasn't... No, it wasn't but you a party spot people wanted to be at. Yeah.
2: I also
0: like how... At this you know, probably most of the point. When you first see, like, Beatrice on screen, you know, you kind of... At first, you're kind of like... Ooh, with her face but then you can't get used to it it's like okay okay i get it it's
1: not too grisly but i love how they introduce her she might be a bad guy like sneaking mm-hmm.
2: right you know? but you come to you come to like her so much uh she's such an appealing presence and she's so likable and bubbly they based yeah. her so
1: heavily off of ellen green yes of course, that voice the attitude oh, the doctor yes.
2: <laughs> i could hear that <laughs> I didn't even have to be told. I I mean, I looked up the IMDb trivia and all, of course, because I always do. I didn't have to be told that that's what uh, Risk was doing with her voice, because I could tell. It was like, yeah, she's doing Ellen Green. That makes you
1: love that character. Like, all right, you're good. We
2: know. Yeah, exactly. Incidentally, uh, without the prosthetics, I would have no chance at all of recognizing her. She is. It's really tremendous prosthetic work, is the point.
1: There's only really. Three true prosthetics, the Ruby, Beatrice, and of course, uh, Mr. Raby Raby mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest, they hired a lot of people who were just either deformed or body modded or have some issue and they're like, well, guess what, you're gonna be in the movie now. <laughs> I,
0: I wondered whether, like, especially in that scene where they're, uh, where she's shooting for her website.
2: Oh, well, that was a I thought that was obviously – I thought those were obviously real body – and that's – by the way, that's something that is so vital that I want to stress about this movie. I truly believe that that the filmmakers understood the body modification world. I truly got the impression that they understood it. The fact that they worked with so many real – like it wasn't like they called one up and said, hey, you're going to be our token so that we can look like we're getting away with this. I truly felt like they immersed themselves in the world and did something that felt respectful and loving of it.
1: And as much as, like, the horror that Mary inflicts on, again, Brady person, everyone else involved by body is just a person. Just a guy. With the exception of maybe the other doctor, who's the German doctor, who we're creeped out by.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Everyone else seems kind of just, like, normal people.
2: Well, like, I I think about that that first surgery scene where she's uh, working on Ruby, and it's just, it's It's frankly kind of beautiful, the way that it's done. The way that it's shot. It's shot
1: tender. It's shot medically.
2: There's a sense of love to it. There's a sense that she's really trying to do something good to make somebody happy.
1: Well, I love that she turns around after Ruby tells her that, like, one second. She walks up to her friend and she's like, she means this, right?
0: Yeah, she (laughs) really wants to do this, right?
1: I'm going to double check. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... it's worth all the world in this movie.
2: Because... And, and I really, I just seriously, I loved that there was that affection because I'm so, like, I really, the, I could really feel the love that the Saskas had for this world because I can tell when filmmakers don't, when they're just like, hey, you want to stare at some freaks? Right. No, this, I felt so much love for the body modification world. And I thought that that was wonderful. Um,
1: can I inject something about the Saska twins? Yes, please do. Um, generally they've been very outspoken about supporting and everything from body mods to just general body acceptance, but also like LBGT people and trans people and are very outgoing every year every year on uh, they celebrate Women and Whore Month in February and do big like uh, PSAs about donating blood and helping your fellow lady out.
0: <laughs> very nice.
1: And as much as they're horror people, these movies are very much I think made they're very thoughtful, educated mm-hmm. people they're yeah. not going to do even if it's exploitation movie It's not exploitative to anyone in the movie <laughs>
2: yeah exactly right. i yeah because i read up on them and they they seem like um they seem like very fascinating women and very likable they're very likable in their interviews i they're i saw they're going to do a uh story for marvel um in the fall that i'm looking forward to reading because uh, as far as i'm concerned now i'm on board for whatever they do next uh the uh, but yeah I mean they, you're you're right they 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 have that real they're they're passionate about those causes and yeah
1: some empathetic they definitely care even for the bad even the horrible people in this movie you can't wait to get murdered they feel pretty real
2: yeah they're etched they don't feel like stereotypes we get enough small details just tiny little details that tell you these are people that had lives before this movie. And, okay, some of them are going to end during this movie, but, hey, you know.
1: Like the Marvel rabid Doctor, whose name I forget.
2: I remember his name because I was not going to forget this. The na- I wanted doctor- to say
1: Gordon, but I know that's the guy in Saw.
2: No, his name was Dr. Alan Grant.
1: Grant. Anybody uh, who's
2: a Jurassic Park fan uh, can uh, feel free to kind of chuckle at that. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, about him. Like, we know, as wrong as his opinion is, we know the reason... He decides he can finally take advantage of Mary because he has so little opinion of women who may have turned to sex work that that makes them, in his mm-hmm. opinion, victims and willing victims at that. And again, while it's a horrible thing, this, he's not just blank evil. It's an evil that we like. Oh, that's why you're an asshole. That's why we don't like you. Right.
0: He tries. To, he tries to justify it in his mind,
2: and ugh, ugh. it's just. It is gross, but, but we feel, and I just, it's nice to feel something in horror. The horror movies that I like are the ones where I feel something. Um, and not incidentally, the two, of the two horror movies that I've watched this year and really loved, both of them were directed by women. I think that's kind of an interesting corollary there. Just kind of a cool one, because the other being The Babadook which I really loved. Um, well, so but,
1: often, it's almost impossible to have a horror movie where we don't see the big trope of horror movies is some girl's gonna get murdered.
2: Ugh. And
1: to see someone who's a lady be in charge of that.
2: It, it, was, it was very nice, and, I mean, of course, I have nothing but the highest for the uh, acting, and, see, by contrast, the acting in, in the film that we've already agreed we're done with... Uh, we Talk about we can
1: go back, we just need I know. Oh, I
2: know, I know, I know, but that's how that's how I feel like I want to refer to it. Um, that. By, in the other movie, we'll call it the other movie, um, there was no acting, so to speak. Um, in this one, I mean, I thought Catherine Isabel gave a just a dynamite performance. Oh, God. Okay,
1: if we're going to refer back to the other one, speaking of that, just one little comparison between the two. Yes. They say Catherine can dance. We see Catherine dance. Mm-hmm. See, we yes. We can see her dance. They say that uh, Baby is the best dancer in the whole wide world. We see her wave back and forth.
0: You don't fucking see it. Yeah!
1: Like a stick in the breeze, she wiggles back and forth, and then we're cut to nothing.
0: <laughs> he- okay, have you both you both seen uh, It's Always Sunny, right?
2: Yes. Oh yeah, every episode except the new season.
0: That yes. reminds me of when uh, Sweet D tries to dance like the flappy wavy man.
1: I am learning some amazing moves from this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: at least that uses her arms. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Okay, hands are plastered at her side. You know what, I'm... Don't tell us a character is great at something if you are not going to show us. Right. They tell us that right. Mary is a great surgeon. We see her work on the turkey. Then we see her work on people. Then we see her cut up the bad guy.
2: Yeah. We...
1: Tell us. Tell us they're good at it.
2: Well, like, okay, this is my chance to bring up Magic Mike XXL, um, a, a movie about dancers that is infinitely more positive and infinitely more upbeat. We're, we're told that uh, Mike is supposedly this great dancer, and by God, we're constantly seeing Tatum move.
1: He dances his pants right off.
2: <laughs> Literally, yes. But here's the thing. I didn't, have, I didn't feel like I was being sold that this guy could move. I was watching it. Show yeah. not Tell. And you're, you're right, it's funny because Mary being able to uh, dance isn't even really something that's necessarily vital to the plot so much as it is for you know, the fantasies, but she can still do it. Yes. It's, she still sells it. I mean, And if and, she's
1: someone applying to be a stripper and she felt comfortable in doing that, by golly, they're going to show her a strip.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and the movie does, it's it's well done, and uh, as I said... The
1: character who is stiffer, if not also shown... As being a quote-unquote kind of that world as Ruby Real Girl. She wants to not be seen as sexualized. She's very stiff. She's very barbie doll. Mm-hmm. So they don't have her work at the strip club.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. She uh. don't
1: need all the lady characters shoved into a strip club box, unlike some movies.
2: And, and, and when we see Beatrice doing it, she seems genuinely happy. She seems to be having fun.
1: She's happy. She's confident. She likes... Again, she that's a character who wants to be Betty Boop and Betty Boop is a very wiggly dancey looking me kind of character. So Yeah. It makes
2: sense. It it does. And and of course it also bears noting, uh Tristan Risk's uh background was um in doing work like uh this uh I think uh uh quote unquote, quote unquote the modern days uh carnival work as oh, yeah. I d I don't even know what to call it. Uh burlesque is probably the most appropriate term, but she has a background in it. And it shows. Kind of nice to see that in a movie. Hiring appropriate Um, people for the
1: job. It's crazy.
2: You know, it's funny how easy that decision is to hire appropriate people, people who can actually. um, I know Paul Greengrass, when he was doing United 93, made certain that most of the uh, supporting cast and even the central role of the film were cast with people who could actually talk the dialogue because uh, a lot of it was taken from direct transcripts from within the control room of the FAA on nine uh, eleven, And so he hired people who actually had a background in it. And
1: Crazy, I know.
2: I know. One of them is, I think the main guy is the actual guy. Yeah, uh, Ben Sliney, the uh, central character of the film, is played by himself, yeah. But uh, again, you see, that's me doing the thing where I'm thinking about good movies and I gotta... Although, <laughs> again, is I... About a good
1: movie? Like, is a fantastic...
2: That's, that's what I was about... To, you know, you're always finding me just before I'm about to get to my butts. I know Exciting.
1: this.
2: <laughs> yeah, cause, because Exciting. American Mary, yes. is a, it is a damn good movie. And really, the longer that I think on it, the more that I really like it. The more that I can recommend it really very, very easily. Um,
1: and speaking of good, can we talk about the good ending of American Mary? And the yes. bad ending of Sucker Punch?
2: Yes, well, let's do that. The are dead
1: at the end of the movie. Where in one, she's taken advantage of the other one. Mary has snuck up on. She gets murdered. Like, goddamn, she doesn't go down without a fight.
2: No, she does not. There, the, the idea that by sacrificing yourself, your life has been. Oh, shut the hell up!
1: Stab the mofo and go sew yourself up, goddamn it! You're a grown woman.
0: I, I actually kind of expected her to survive that because she had. Uh, no, no. Damn. No.
2: But, but again, she, but... I love
1: that last shot of her on the uh, blood-streaked American flag-like floor, smiling. Mm-hmm.
2: It's gorgeous. I mean...
1: One last hurrah. And to be but... honest, we know, we know from her attack on the other stripper in the bathroom that and she, she constantly asks, like, do you have anyone to torture? Does anyone make a torture? Did anyone murdered?" She's not in a healthy place. She's not going to come no. back. The abuse has done its damage. And, That's true. Uh, she's lost everyone close to her. Her Nana's passed away. She's not here for anybody else, but trouble anymore.
2: Yeah. And that's makes
1: sense to say goodbye to her character before things get worse.
2: That's that's why and that's something that so few movies do, justifying it's they're not just putting her in the fridge because, well, that's what we gotta do. Honestly, it doesn't you nailed it because it doesn't even so much feel like a moralistic she's done evil, now she must be punished, although there's a touch of that, I suppose. It's, But you're right, she doesn't have anything, there's nothing going for her if she if sticks it around.
1: I it was, I would say, it might be more realistic if, say, like, the detective came and shot her and caught her in the act.
2: Exactly. That's right. how you know, it would have been. It's
1: someone who, again, is an abusive person, she gets caught up with again, but this time, she gets to take him down.
2: Yes. You know the it.
1: husband's an asshole, we know that he's deserving to die, and he just happened to have gotten the drop on her by a few
2: minutes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you nailed it. This that that's that's what makes that ending so great is it's earned. She
1: gets to die a hero before she goes full Batman.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that she's going to be spoken of in that community as a legend forever. Her Ooh, name will
1: Bloody Mary. Hence, American Mary.
2: She will live. She will live on forever in fame, even not even in infamy. Uh, I. But you're right that is an earned ending versus the utter. I just the idea of sacrifice yourself I just oh just I, uh, shut:
1: you could improve having to have her lobotomized by either again show her in a new fantasy world where maybe she gets to be with her sister again and she finds some peace mm-hmm. or possibly because there are lobotomies that worked or left someone mostly unchanged. she could have made it out of that.
2: Well, my, my understanding is uh, that there are a number of fanfic writers who are like, yeah, we're not happy with this ending. And, and yes, I am saying that Sucker Punch has fiction.
1: Of course it does. Of course every, it does. Every, <laughs> I have fan fiction about me, probably.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, but, but I mean, there are people that did fix-fix for it because the ending is so deeply unsatisfying. It is. And her
1: com- being a vegetable makes no sense. There's no makes- win in that.
2: At
0: no, all. no.
1: Thinking about it now, her whole fantasy world she has control over, why not save her sister in the fantasy world? Why not save her mom in the fantasy world? <laughs> but
2: th- but something that's something that could have been done. But again, that's what a movie would have done that actually thought about that base-level world. I don't, I really, I even put forward the theory, and I don't think that this is true necessarily, but I would believe it if it was to come out that Snyder didn't even want that baseline reality and just had it foisted upon him. I don't believe that's true, but... If
1: you really didn't want it, it wouldn't have been there. It could have easily been some girl sold into a whorehouse.
2: against Because because let's face it, there is no sign at all that there was a single producer that stepped in and said, Hey, we've got some notes. No, there's not a frame of this movie that reflects that, aside from the MPAA shavings. I do believe that this was
0: actually uh, like after three hundred and Watchmen. This was his studio. Like, okay, you've done you've done good by
2: us. Now it is the chance to do whatever you want.
1: Make your original movie.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, let I just want to remind people that when Christopher Nolan got his card, he did Inception. Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. And I was oh. talking about this how we're so upset that it could have gone more ways. I don't genuinely feel that way about american mary there's not a difference that i think i would want to see
2: oh no 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 i i firmly i i firmly believe that's exactly the movie they wanted to make
1: as much as she bites the bucket and i'm like sad that ruby died other than that like that's how it had to happen
2: that's how it had to happen and the movie set it up the movie gave you warnings early on that this was that this had the potential to happen
1: uh, the only other ending that could have possibly happened was that she ends up running away with Billy, and she might become like a mass murderer in LA.
2: Right.
1: Ask, I don't want to see that American Mary
2: too. I don't want to. I don't want to see a franchise version. Basically, oh. I don't. As it stands, it's a. It is fittingly enough for a film about surgery, perfectly sealed up. Yep. Perfectly sutured, and I just. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I totally believe this is turkey of a movie. By the way, I just have to note, the uh, cameo that the uh, sisters had in the film...
1: It's not a cameo.
2: (laughs) It's not a cameo. The scene. the, the, The sequence that they're in. Yes.
1: Do you feel
0: connected to anyone, Mary? No. At least you can feel connected to yourself. I guess everybody feels connected to themselves. Yeah, and nine. I have the benefit of being connected to myself. And my sister. But I know that connection may or may not last beyond this existence. We never want to lose that connection, Mary. We want you to take off our left arms and exchange them with one another.
2: That shouldn't be a problem.
0: I was going to ask Austin, like after the movie was said and done, where the ca- where the director cameo was, but no. As soon as they walked into the club, it's like, oh, twins. Yeah, okay. That no, that's them.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love-
1: how ridiculous that scene was it gave yes. you some of that stupid horror movie one like everyone's having candy apple martinis
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we're talking about blood guts and switching our arms it's great
0: yeah it's just it's very effective i mean that's also subtly set up at the beginning i didn't realize till after i was done with the movie but with uh the lecture at the beginning where he's talking about the fact that uh if you to reattach an arm that's been severed off, you have to have you have to yep. do it within four hours, and then as it goes down, it gets more. But I didn't realize it uh, until after that. Oh yeah, they did set that up, didn't they?
1: Oh, because mm-hmm. on they do that and when she visits uh, Ruby's website, she gets accidentally linked to their website, and that's the thing that's yep sir.
0: Yeah, that was nice. It,
1: it really builds up, even though it's kind of just like again like a small set piece inside the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: And it and it's just such a an effectively quirky sequence that also serves to
0: kind of plant the seed that you know because it's she's featured as mod Ma, what mod of the week or something like that yeah yeah so that uh, Mary's work is actually getting uh, a name for itself
1: and I think it also starts the seed of Mary can't come back from this again with the yep, great German right. doctor that if you enjoy it too much. Mm-hmm. This is where the problems start. Mm-hmm. Exactly,
2: she becomes she develops an addiction, and she can't. And again, she not to not necessarily
1: to being a doctor or a surgeon, but definitely to being Bloody Mary.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, big yeah.
1: Figure of spooky myth and legend.
2: Well, once again, it's the it, it, the work itself is depicted in such a healthy and beautiful light. Yeah. But it's but you're right. It's that she becomes. Yeah. It just. I mean, this is. This is a movie that leaves you with so much to think about. I mean, I watched it a week ago, and I'm still going over it in my head.
1: Can we talk about one little side character in that scene also? I love Lance. Lance is such a well-written little side cameo character for how a boy character and a girl character can talk to each other, even extreme, crazy conditions.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that scene where it's revealed that, yeah, she is, like, the doctor is still alive, and she's doing all her practice surgeries on him, and then she gets caught by a detective and has to murder them both. And she just feels shaken and horrible about it in the club. And, you know, they're eating up, like, well, he's eating. She has food in front of her, but she's not. And he he just straight up tells her, look, don't feel bad about what you do. Like, he tells her a story of, you know, something that happened to him.
1: His nana was attacked and he wishes that Mary, someone like Mary, would have been there to handle
0: it. Right. It's like yeah. don't don't value what you do. You you are providing a valuable service. I thought that was nice.
1: That she accepts the comfort of the milkshake that he brought her.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's such, I mean, and to me that's one of those things in so many movies like this, writers forget to write those little scenes. Those scenes that enhance the the theme, enhance the idea.
1: I would compare that scene to Sucker Punch to where they try to force a friendship on baby and rocket by Insisting that Rocket gets attempted rape and Baby saves
0: her. Yeah. All you uh,
1: really need is someone just to talk to someone else, and maybe buy the milkshake, you know. and it's nice. Right. We're well, not I'm, friends, we
2: know. I mean, again, that's just something that I am always conscious of. That, I mean, I, I, when I took a screenwriting course in college, my professor gave me uh, gave us advice that I think is well worth considering, which is every scene in your script has to reflect back on your central idea. If it's not, it doesn't belong. And that, I think, sums up the difference between these two movies. Because I really do feel like the central ideas of American Mary are enhanced with every beat of the film. There's not
1: a lot of fat on that
2: movie. No, and there shouldn't be. You know, even like the uh, themes of work, of the financial themes, even those go to dealing with the ideas of exploitation, financial exploitation, I thought that was a wonderful thread that was running through the film. I couldn't get that out of my head as I was watching it. The way that she's dealing with her student loans and all that.
0: This film has such unexpected scattered humor, too. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, the that opening.
2: How much do I have to put on to keep me in the clear?
0: You are three months behind. $364 should be enough.
2: Okay. Um, what's the least that I could put on? $364. Yeah,
0: that's nice.
1: Oh, it keeps up. The gray, sad wasteland of Sucker Punch, Mary, American Mary-, Mary, never feels sad, even though it deals with maybe things that are just as weighty. It is not this again, gray wasteland of like no smiles ever, not no
2: Right? No, it has it has laughs. Uh, it 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 has sparks of life. It makes you feel something. As I said, when I was done with Sucker Punch, all I felt was just anger. Gross. Anger and emptiness. Anger, emptiness, and sadness. Just intense sadness at the money that was wasted.
0: What sucks is that when I first saw the trailer for that, I was looking forward to it. Like, I, uh, it looks like a cool idea.
1: Oh, I cut pictures out of magazines and put them on my teenage corkboard. Really? I did. I was like, this looks amazing. I'm in high school and this is a girl with a sword.
2: Oh, man. I-, <laughs> I will tell you the exact moment that I remember that I... Was all set to go see it. And then one of my friends asked me if I wanted to go bowling instead that night. <laughs> you dodged. And I decided. And to me, that moment became a catalyst moment in my head. Because then I stopped and I really thought about it. And I was like, you know. Because weirdly enough, a lot of the reviews up until that point were almost mixed, frankly. Hmm.
1: Well, I will say this is before mass internet reviews Right. This is still when a lot of them are newspaper funded, and people may have been a little softer on the yeah. blows. We're also uh, softer on this. Is some sexist garbage.
2: Yeah, that's just that's part of it too. Was that to me? This movie was kind of like when I realized just how despicable it was going to be. This was kind of like the first time that I decided, you know what? I don't want to do this. I can't subject myself to this. I have better things to do with my life. I have a soul. So let me go ahead and keep it. I'm going to go bowling with my friends, and I've never regretted that decision. I I had a great time.
1: how I saw this movie.
2: Please do. How I thought Dude.
1: I wanted to see it for the longest time. Uh, again, back in the day, I saw pictures in magazines. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. She looks like Sailor Moon. And if you know me, I right. adore the cartoon. That was my childhood.
0: Absolutely. And mm-hmm.
1: let me a little side point. The reason Sailor Moon wears a version of the schoolgirl costume is because it was written
0: She's an actual schoolgirl.
1: No, not just that. She's written by a lady who said that I want the girls, who was a Japanese lady, I want the girls to read this to see themselves in the character. Mm. So I redesigned their uniform to something that was super heroic.
2: Nice. That, that, is the gr- g- that is the greatest reason to do that ever.
1: Yes. So when I saw this, my first instinct is my sweet little juvenile mind was, oh, it's so cool. She looks like Sailor Moon. It's going to be an action movie and she's going to stab zombies. Great. That's all yeah. I knew about it. And then I heard the first bad reviews. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I, I'm not gonna. I'll wait till it comes out on DVD. Years go by. I never see it. On a Black Friday, I get a copy of it in my hand for a whole four dollars. I'm like, this can't be this bad. And I never really read into it after. I kind of blinked on some of the things. Me and a couple of my girlfriends sit down and watch this, slack jawed, horrified. We didn't know how any of the plot points were. Like, I think now pretty much everyone knows, like, baby doll dies at the end and such. We didn't know. We kind of got it from the terrible, heavy-handed foreshadowing. We were just, like, holding our hands, drinking cheap grocery store and wine in sheer care <laughs> how garbagey this was.
2: As I said, I sat down at uh, my computer yesterday to watch it for the podcast. I went in, in about as armored up as I could go, and even still, I was just like... It's like, I'll be honest with y'all. As soon as I'm done here, I'm taking the DVD back. I do not want it in my house.
0: I just... Oh, I just, I could take it back to vintage stock for the 50 cents,
2: but you know what? I think I might destroy it. I i urge you to do it, and I urge you to put photos of it online with this cast. Are
1: you going to do that fun trick where you take a lighter to the bottom of a DVD and then blow it like a bubble? Oh, you can do, do that? that? Yeah! I'm going to do here's, that.
2: Here's your greatest
1: you make those uh, wacky, wacky waving and label arm car dealership men out of a CD if you use a lighter long enough on it.
2: <laughs> that sounds yes. like the best reason of that sounds like the greatest thing of all to do with this, because... This just, this movie is, I don't know, as I said, it should be noted, thankfully, that if you have Netflix, American Mary is really easy to get your hands on, because it's on there. Mm-hmm.
1: Or you can buy the DVD, because it's a good movie.
2: Yeah, you yeah. Could, or you could actually pay some money and actually support it, because it actually deserves your money.
1: It's got um, great rewatch value, even though you know how it ends, you're still watching a great movie, you catch it, little glimpses, you catch little color cues you didn't see before.
2: Oh, I want to make watch. watches
1: really embrace like how well they use the color green in the
2: movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: As like standing for innocence and the poor little birdie at the end getting covered up in the bloody sheet, all so sad. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yes, the uh, of course we can't forget the most intense use of that green.
1: Of course, but. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Yeah. Even the people. only
1: time we see green outside of that is like when her and Beatrice are walking around outside and having some kind of sad little version of a girl's moment, drinking coffee. It's <laughs> just,
2: it, just uh, it it really it's it's so. I mean, that's one that I really really am impressed with. I was happy to see that they are in pre production, pretty hard on their next film, and I, I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah.
1: If you haven't seen it? Can I just spoil? I would stick to everyone go out, go to YouTube, watch their women in horror blood donor PSAs. The very early ones are as silly as, like, them and their niece dancing around to a song called, like, Give Us Your Blood. But <laughs> this last year, they've started, the last couple of years, they've done, like, basically, like, super short films from female directors. Awesome. Sort of, like, six-second, seven-second, ten-second long horror movies, and the ones they did last year was the sisters sitting in a very fancy sports car as men did the traditional, uh, like, car wash Sexy, mm. they said they did N- it all with fake blood. It was fantastic.
2: Nice, yeah.
1: So talking about magic, life, yeah.
2: <laughs> you to
1: see some dudes dance around, but add blood to it. Boy, do it. I have a minute long clip for you.
2: I just, as I said, I've I've got nothing but the highest praise for the work they did here. And as I said, they absolutely know how to shoot a scene. This is this is a gorgeous looking movie. Uh,
1: and every single character, especially the lady characters, have character. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what a concept oh yeah this movie One of my
1: least favorite things in the whole world is every time you say like oh man I didn't like how that movie handled this thing related to feminism there's always some a-hole going well I guess we can't write about anything then if we can't write about rape or we can't write about this me, me, me. no you can write about it just don't write about it like an asshole write about it like a human
2: <laughs> right. exactly and as I said the reason that I don't feel like I could ever do it is because I don't know that I could write it right I'm recognizing the fact that I'm not a good enough writer to write about it right.
1: And you don't have to write about it. You're not... No. You don't have to.
2: (laughs) Seeing as how I'm currently... Some
1: people miss completely. I think Zack Snyder's missed that completely.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because, see, that's the thing. My area of expertise is doing... You know, I'm writing a teen comedy right now, to be perfectly blunt. And, you know what? It's light. It's fluffy. But you know what? It's something that... It's what I know I can write. And... Yeah, I just, uh this, the, the comparison between the two films, they do have so many thematic links, and this was a brilliant suggestion of a cast. Uh,
0: yes, thank but, yeah, you for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, as I said, I, American Mary I can recommend without hesitation. Sucker Punch, I want to forget I ever saw. And
1: again, yeah. it has so many similarities. They are the same movie. <laughs>
2: They are. It's just
1: with a delicate hand, you can take a rape and revenge film to be good, or it can be garbage.
0: (laughs) Our friend, Film Spectrum, is watching Sucker Punch just so he can uh, keep up with the cat, like,
2: with what we're talking about. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're sorry, man. Uh, Do yourself a favor. The
1: healing potion to make you feel better after that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch both movies so that you can uh, understand what we're saying. I just... Incidentally, I have to note, this is kind of a fun little uh, addendum. In the middle of watching American Mary, uh, like about 30 minutes into it, I had to stop the movie and take a friend to the doctor's office. Whoops! Yeah, because she twisted her uh, ankle. She, uh, she sprained her ankle, so... You I had were just to...
1: staring at a doctor mad the whole time. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I, oh, I just sat in the waiting room and read a James Randi book. It was awesome. I have to note, before we leave, that... Right
0: after watching Sucker Punch, I read an explanation for the title, and here's what it says verbatim on Wikipedia. There's, uh, oh, this is what this is what Snyder. This is a quote from Snyder verbatim. There is a mechanism in the movie that sneaks up on you. We sort of plant the seed of this thing, and then at the end of the movie, it kind of comes back around. I think that in some ways, that's what Sucker Punch is. But also, you, the audience, have a preconceived idea when you look at Baby Doll. You think she's innocent and sweet, that she's only capable of a certain amount of things, but I think that's a mistake. <laughs> so that has something to do with the title too. <laughs> okay,
1: two things on that ridiculous to, ridiculous hallucination.
0: That's a straight fuck you.
1: It's not a surprise of you the know, movie, because everything is foreshadowed. Not one thing comes out of any of these stupid idiot girls' mouths that isn't like I'm gonna be dead at the end, or oh I guess I'm the main character or Ugh. that I
2: know. Ex-
1: to be fair, I've never see maybe do anything of use. No, your know, life maybe like again shooting zombies, but that's deep fantasy. I don't consider if I sit around playing Zelda and win. I don't consider that making me a strong person. <laughs> I didn't actually that, hoist a sword. I didn't actually fight for the forces of good. Guys, video game.
2: I'm gonna say something really powerful here. And I want y'all to realize that I'm not incorrect in what I'm about to say. Bella Swan does more strong things than she did.
1: I think she has a whole like ten more lines than Baby Doll, so yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do not pull that comparison out lightly, but I don't no. think I'm wrong.
1: She does a lot more than Baby She gets
2: infinitely more.
1: She does some crying which Baby Doll barely gets out. She does a whole bunch of fun stuff that are at least slightly better.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Oh, oh, let's face it. Bella is still a a nightmare and um, she's a bottom
1: problem but not as bottom as baby at least Bella Swan has a last name and a first name
2: mm-hmm. at least she uh, yeah at least we at least I can actually describe her character as atrocious as it is but it's there it's Sorry, there she says it's there <laughs> I just uh,
1: sometimes
2: I just wow it's it's good to put this one behind me um I don't know I mean I'm just trying to process all this it's going to be
1: with you forever now and forever it, and ever and ever it is. is,
2: at least until I watch something that doesn't make me angry. May do that today. see, I should have saved. There was a. I mentioned uh, James Randi. There was a documentary on him. I should have saved that to watch after this because that would have made me happy.
1: Truly, the, uh, the only thing you can watch of some, is makes like cartoons. You need a good mm-hmm. cartoon. Wash. Oh yeah.
2: Out. Watch Steven Universe. Uh, actually, that's why I did Saturday. That's why I did a lot of Friday night because that's what.
1: Steven that show's getting so sad. I know. Yes. I so it was so upsetting.
0: I fear for the end of Steven Bomb Three. I
2: I I just I don't I know to
1: rape allegories. Oh my god.
2: Oh jeez, yeah, it's true. Oh, <laughs> it's very that? true. It's so sad. Seriously, this movie makes me want to apologize to Maleficent for saying that it fumbled uh, its allegory, which it still did, but it at least made you feel something. Damn it. Mm. <sighs>
1: Maleficent was it was fun garbage.
2: It was, and it, and it had actual, genuine, verifiable performances I could point to. I could actually say Angelina Jolie and Elle Fanning were doing something.
1: I wish they, they would have cut 50% of the CG garbage out and put a little more story.
2: It could have been yeah. good movie. I think so. I think so. Actually, I have a theory that there probably are a number of good story beats that were cut. The movie... Shows all kinds of signs of... Because
1: you guys do realize there's going to be Maleficent 2,
2: right? I know. Of course there is.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it's going to be about.
2: I'm trying to, like, grope for something to say that would be, like, something that would sum up my thoughts on this movie. But I think the fact that I can't sum it up aside from hate says it all. That's how I I, feel about
1: it. My sum up feeling from watching these two movies is, do you want to make (laughs) $5,000?
2: I yes. think that is, I think that Answer, is the, yes. that's <laughs> yes, perfect. I, I think that is the perfect response. Um, shall we, uh, I don't know. Is anybody feeling like uh, doing any, any, does anybody else have anything else to say? Because I'm good. <laughs>
1: um, I'm really sad for Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah. in the new, I think about all, I think what, what I'm going to say on that is I hope that, uh, I hope that the solo movie is better and that's all that I'm going to say. Yeah. I
1: have no hope. I'm out of hope. The man who made Sucker Punch is making Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah, that's that I, I
1: man who also made The Watchmen, which was so so friendly <laughs> towards lady heroes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have that's,
1: not a hope in my mind that he'll have any understanding of lady characters, especially a whole island of lady characters.
2: Well, as I said, I'm just I'm just going to hope that she's the barest minimum of a cameo, so that the damage isn't too hard. And that, uh, with the solo film, they do just a tiny bit that, that they, I just, I don't, you know what, I'm actually staring at my bookshelf right now and I see the novelization for the animated film, which was uh, worked on by uh, Gail Simone, was one of the writers that worked on that.
1: I love the animated
2: film. The animated movie is That's, wonderful.
1: better.
2: There, there's, there's a happy thought, let's focus on the animated film, because it did it did it right. Like, I could just
1: make a live action version of that movie, and I'd be really okay.
2: Well, honestly, I treat the novelization sitting on my shelf in my mind. I pretend that that's what it is. Is I pretend in my mind that it's a novelization of a live action film. I have a copy of
0: the animated film in
2: my hands right now. Nice.
1: Mine is about five feet away on the shelf.
2: Yeah, I just I and think I also
1: equally love for a Wonder Woman Batman Superman movie the, uh, Darwin Cook animated feature.
2: Oh yeah, what's. Well, with Lucy Lawless as Wonder Woman. That's kind of all you need to Ooh, say. Yes. You know what? Can we talk just really quick for two minutes, even though it has nothing to do with anything we've discussed? Can we talk about the Ash vs. Evil Dead trailer? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, we can! It looks amazing. It could not possibly look better.
1: I just found out last night watching the panel that uh, Lucy Lawless is going to be a member of the Nobi family, and I'm very excited for that.
2: Nice. I I was
1: Annie was always my favorite Evil Dead lady, so...
2: Nice. I, that trailer is proof that, yes, sometimes you can go back. Because it, it feels, it looks and feels so right. Campbell looks like he is having just the absolute most amount of fun anybody can have going back to a signature part.
1: I love that they're also still the antagonism. Like, you know Sam Raimi had so much fun putting him in a course and putting dentures in his mouth and covering yeah. blood, and you can feel that joy just oozing off the fill.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You you can like you can feel the grit of it. The practicality of how they're doing it shows. I mean, it's obviously going to be very practical-heavy. It's obviously going to be good and gory, and to me, this is better than getting an Evil Dead 4, as far as I'm concerned, because we're going to get more of it.
1: I mean, it essentially is.
2: It yeah. is e- Oh, yeah, it's absolutely Evil Dead 4. I love this, their
1: main reference point is Evil Dead 2, which is my favorite of the series. And I think the most balanced of the series. But also, I just, oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. Also, I was so worried. It could so easily backslide, again, to old territory, talking about feminism of, like, of Ash having the only female lead be the love interest and a lot of dead ladies, but we see a lot of ladies in the Yeah, that's things that are pretty cool. And you I meet mean, Ash turning to another lady character going, you're just like me. And that's felt good.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, felt that's, so good. That just makes me happy. I, I, and plus, I'm sure we've all seen what day it's debuting on. Halloween. Oh, that's going to be the Even greatest
1: Halloween.
2: Even though, because I work on Halloween and well, won't be able to watch it until the day after. Still, it's good that it's debuting then.
1: I have a ball to attend, so I won't be saying it until the day after either. Or possibly uh, the day
2: after that. Uh, it just looks I'm I'm excited that they're doing this. Um, and,
1: and- finally has the feel of almost like the joy and the exuberance of the Evil Dead musical, which mm-hmm. I know. So I'm oh I'm so
2: excited. I, I am too. And I just I'm sorry, that last bit at the end when he's built the crosses and he's reacting to it. And they're like, Well, they're Jewish. Just the look <laughs> on Campbell's face. The way that it's he just
1: whore being no, so dumb.
2: No, I did not know that. I wish you had told me before I made these dumb crosses. He just—oh, looks—it <laughs> looks great, and it there's there's a happy note to, to go out on. I love Bruce Campbell <laughs> so. Much. And he just again—I just I wish more people, when they came back to these parts, would have that would have the joy that he's exuding in this because he clearly is having the time of his life. He's looks a
1: beautiful, magical angel who in every movie and every dumb convention panel he gives 4,005% plus a <laughs> plus a... happier than in his books when he says he treats anyone as a family, like a client and he hopes to make clients happy and he knows where his money comes from. Think, oh, it feels so
2: good. yes. Oh, his books are wonderful. I, he, I just, yeah, this is a guy who he knows he's been lucky to have this life and he enjoys it. And, uh, I just I'm ready. I'm ready for this. That's that's something that I cannot wait for. Um that awaits us on uh Halloween and yeah, there there's 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 a happy thought to wash out on.
1: Guys, can I come back in November? Can we have an Evil Dead special?
2: Yes. Done. Hooray! Done. Yay. That that's 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 already on the calendar. Yes.
1: Hooray! That's something yep. I'm an expert in.
2: Yeah, of course what'll be great is uh We can talk about all manner of things. That'll be my that'll be my excuse to just ramble about Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness because I have so much to say on that.
1: I love
2: it. I love that miniseries. That that is one of my
1: only Howard the Duck cameo that I will admit into my life.
2: Seeing as how I have a Howard the Duck toy in my house, I I think that's why I
1: brought it up. (laughs) Because I'm that kind of jerk.
2: I I I I yeah. I'm just I'm ready. I, I will, that we I will do.
1: That. Have you guys read like the image comics?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I've read most of them. I've read, um, and I will by the time that we get to the cast, I will have read all of them.
1: The reanimator ones are my favorite. That oh, is those were good. A weird match made in heaven. <laughs> I, I
2: I liked the uh, versus Darkman. Uh, Minnie was cool. I'm going was-
1: to insist that you all watch bootlegs of the musical so we can talk about that too
2: we can Sweet. do that we can do that but just yes, that
1: i'm sure it's somewhere in your neighborhood sometime between then and now go out to the theater go get some blood on you
2: <laughs> that we can easily do that we can easily do um so yeah i think that uh, that's that's something that will be going on in the cast and this would be a good moment shall we to segue out to um the closing because we have a long closing ahead of us
0: we do we do first off let's get all the basic stuff out of the way you can find us on our Podbean feed at thefilmroom.podbean.com. You can email us at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. You can Twitter us at, at filmroomcast and our individual Twitters. I am at Pyramid Man PRD, Austin is at Untitled User, and Beck is at Beck
2: Poppins.
1: I'm at Beck Poppins everywhere, by the way. Yes. You find social media network, I'm probably there.
2: That's how I am with Untitled makes, User.
1: Fuck that website.
2: I follow her on
0: Tumblr. Uh, her Tumblr is wonderful.
1: Or if you ever see just my butt, just come look at my Instagram.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Facebook.com slash TheFilmer. And I believe that brings us to our Patreon.
1: Yes. Give them your money.
0: Yes. Well,
2: let's first thank our uh, two patrons.
0: Yes. Uh, their names I have up here. Thank you, Daisy. Thanks. Thank you. And Sheila Haley, who just pledged at the Bosses around level last night. Thank you, Sheila. We look
1: See, ladies taken film by the horns. Make them dress up as baby doll for Halloween.
2: Okay. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Thankfully, we don't.
1: A highlighter and a lot of Photoshop.
2: Thank Thankfully, I don't have that. Thankfully, we don't have that tier yet. No. I'll figure out
0: a way. At the at the hundred dollar level, we have the will dress as baby doll.
1: <laughs> Zack Snyder you... level, <laughs> dressing little sailor suits and covers yeah. sparkles and all fake false fall- ah, false eyelashes. <laughs> <sighs> oh
2: Sorry. boy! Yeah, you'll
1: get lobotomized and molested and choked at the end.
2: Oh joy! But uh, but seriously, we we thank our patrons so much. You guys are awesome Thank thank you guys for feeling like um, We were a worthy use of your money And we promised not to let you down Don't forget that at our Patreon You can get exclusive episodes um, Including one that we are going to record tomorrow
0: Yes, yes, yes
2: uh, well, Which by the time that this is released Will have been recorded But uh, you'll get a chance to Hear something exclusive
0: Yes, now this one is going up on the regular feed On uh, following Monday But uh, we're going to premiere it for our patrons on Friday.
2: Yep.
1: And at $2,000, you'll both get your tongue split.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? At $2,000 a month, why not?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird, because it was like, you know, the two halves were acting independently. It's like, I did not know it could do that.
1: Tongue is Clear... the muscle in the body.
0: True. For clearly it can. Clearly it yeah.
1: can. It can hold can. a popsicle stick.
0: That's right. And that was also one of the best uh, transitions in the
2: film. Oh yeah, it was tremendous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, way to make your your money work on that one.
2: <laughs> you didn't yeah. need
1: big tongue getting.
2: That was that was brilliantly done. Seriously, y'all, um, watch American Mary if you get the chance. It's so well worth your time.
0: Yeah, and we have to mention one thing we haven't yet you can find that our Patreon at patreon.com slash the film room.
2: Yeah, we want to make sure that you can find us to give us money. Yes.
1: I'm also sure you'll just accept envelopes of money. Just hand it to you.
2: Yes, we will. Yes, Yes, we will. (laughs) Give us some money.
1: They will also dance for quarters.
2: Speaking of which, I actually just did another cast that uh, is going to be up and linked with this one. Uh, The Filmwise cast, where I talked about Spinal Tap. And, uh, And the animated Doctor Strange.
1: That's a pair.
2: Well, that was the whole idea, was two wildly different films. One I had seen, one uh, I hadn't seen. And those were the two that wound up, so. Yep. Bye. Bye, everybody.
1: Like not having a title, you know, because I couldn't think of a title for the film. The film is so it's so real but symbolic and all over the place and has all these different sort of conceptual like things running through it that Sucker Punch to me was really in the end a thing that it was, but it wasn't. You know, it 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 it, it, it perfectly personifies its name, <clears throat> but in no way can you can you hold it down to a specific um, idea. And so, I think that that's that's where the sucker punch comes from for me.